When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, Buck fans? We're back yet again. RBT live stream on every Monday. If you guys are new to the channel, make sure to subscribe, like, comment down below. I'm Mark. This is Mike, as always, talking all things Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Other than that, this is game one preview. This is everything we've all been waiting for for the, the longest damn time, and it's finally here. COVID can't even stop it, but glad to have you guys aboard. We have a lot to talk about, but let's jump right into it. Plus, I want to know immediately, I think if you've been hiding under a rock, you haven't heard, but the Bucks made a big acquisition, and his name is Leonard Fournette. So, huge, everyone knows the name, everyone knows LSU guy. What's your first thoughts about him and this one-year deal, and what's he going to bring to the Bucks? Yeah, it's it's funny that, you know, we talked about this last week on the, on the live stream, and we're like, no, it's not going to happen, <laughs> you know, no chance, like... And we're like all doubting it. And then like when the news broke, I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday, we're like all excited. And then it's like, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome to have him aboard. I think it's a good move as far as depth and, you know, to get him for what we got him for, as far as contract goes, that's, you know, high value. I think there's low risk involved. It's a pretty much a, a win-win, you know, scenario. So I'm excited uh, to see what he can bring, um, see what kind of packages they run for him next or this week, I should say, as it is game week. So very happy about that, and uh, yeah, it's a welcome addition, uh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess some people are going to say, where is he going to fit? Is he going to be the number one running back? Is he going to be number two? I, and some people are even saying, I hope he jumps Rojo already for the number one. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to the depth chart a little bit later. Let's talk about these two big acquisitions first. Um, but the thing is, to me, Rojo, clearly to us, was number one. He's earned it. B.A. knows it. He's been saying it for the longest time. Fournette, I think it can be like a 1A, 1B kind of thing. Let him bash the crap out of people. And if you haven't seen it, we got Leonard Fournette film study up on the YouTube channel. If you came here from that, awesome. Hit that like button if you have or write in the chat box down below if you did come here from that video because we got a big influx of new subscribers from that but i think it's going to be a 1a1b thing what do you think yeah i would agree with that i think you know you know the bucks want to be physical i think that's something that they struggled with last year uh being physical and and running the football and you know leonard fournette i think can definitely help with that uh you know add in you know rojo like you said and i think Lashawn mccoy is going to be used for the uh 
the passing game and and same thing with Fournette because he's a big addition um in that passing game you know given the 76 catches that he had last season so I think you know it's going to complement each other and that's what I like about you know having those three and especially if you get some type of injury you know if Rogue Joe goes down then you have a guy in Fournette who can take over that load and then you can bring up you know a Keyshawn Vaughn slowly um, and utilize him maybe later in the season so yeah, from a depth standpoint, I think it's really good. Um, and adding a guy that, you know, has the credentials that Fournette has, I think it's really good to, you know, add that to your running back room and, and add more uh, diversity to, to the mix. Yeah, before I answer this, what do you think with Leonard, or not Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette and LaShawn McCoy and Rojo? Because I know how I think I'm gonna they're going to be used, but what's your first opinion on it? Yeah, I think they're all going to have their specific roles. I mean, obviously, Rojo is going to be the main guy. I think he's going to get a lot of touches early on. Um, but as the season goes forward, I think you'll see a mix of all three being utilized in some fashion. Uh, I think McCoy will be mainly your third down back, um, you know, utilized as a pass catching, you know, type of uh, role. And then you'll have, you know, Fournette be utilized more, maybe in more short yardage situations or just, you know, bringing him in. Um, you know, for a couple of series, you know, give them a series here and there. Uh, so him and Rojo, I think, will rotate more. But I think, you know, LaShawn is going to be that that matchup type player that you see um, Brady used in the past, like with uh, James White or um, Deion Lewis, and, you know, get them out on the edge and let them make people miss. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think exactly the same thing. So pass catcher mainly, third down back, and let Rojo and Fournette do the big heavy lifting. Right, so use the mismatches. He's in his point of his career where he doesn't have to be carrying the load, as in McCoy. Mm-hmm. Let him just do what he does best, which is make you miss in space. So I wouldn't expect him to have a heavy load or anything. And Fournette seems extremely happy to be on the team because all the stuff he's doing with Tom Brady. But yeah, he's fantastic with <laughs> right? Photoshop. I mean, he he's he's coming with all the punches on Photoshop and just putting up the pictures. And you know, last night he had him and uh, Tom Brady. I guess he went and you know visited tom or wherever that was i mean that was perfect um so it seems like their relationship is is starting strong you know and that that's expected of tom i'm sure he probably set that up or maybe fournette reached out to him um so that's really good to see um but yeah it's very exciting and you know he'll be you know at practice tomorrow and hopefully he can you know figure out the playbook pretty quickly and they can figure out you know a way to utilize him this week against new orleans because Man, it's uh, it's week one, and it's a huge game that we'll get into later on in the show. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, in the chat, everyone, again, hi. Everyone likes the throwback uh, tank top. Thank looks you, Jay good. Raymond. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I repping the lightning good. tonight. You know, As you lightning. should, right? Yeah. I got to look and see what the score is. But, yeah, uh, Robert Green, glad to see you in the chat again. He said, what up, Fort- Robert? Right? Fournette, very knowledgeable luck fan, guys. Like, go check out his channel. He's a podcaster as well. Um mm-hmm. He says Fournette is a threat in the passing game. He's going to probably be the third down guy. I agree. I, I use oh lightning up one or nothing. Holy crap already. I didn't know. Oh, uh, there we go. I Fast was thinking starts. more pass catcher as in LaShawn McCoy. Yes, I do agree. Fournette is a better pass blocker. And yeah, that's something we kind of emphasized in the film study itself. So I agree in both accounts. And then... Who is this? This is Bud Cannibalist was mentioning Mike Evans restructure of his contract to kind of get Fournette on there and move some money around. 
discuss that and tell me how much money we save and everything. I got a story up here, but I want you I want to hear you talk about it. Yeah, the the Mike Evans re- restructure. Yeah, I think that's big time. Uh, and it's it just shows you how great Mike is. You know, he understands. You know, this is an important year for the team, and whatever he can do to help, uh, is, he's going to do it. So. That was really cool. I think they saved about nine point five million. Yeah. Uh, so, that is really awesome. Now you have you know that space that you need to you know cover for practice squad guys to cover for you know for Nets contract you know to help out with any type of injuries or if you have to add certain players throughout the year. Um, it also helps you know with flexibility as far as adding um, you know contract extensions to said. Levante David, who I know they're working on, um, also Chris Godwin, you know, Shaq Barrett. So it gives you some room there to, you know, potentially, you know, have extensions in place for, for next year. So that's really cool to see. Um, and I wouldn't expect anything less from uh, Mike Evans because he is, he's a captain. Uh, that's how he, I mean, he leads by example and obviously, you know, he shows it there. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, guys, Mike Evans, I feel like he's always been the guy that, restructures or kind of makes room for someone else and i'm hoping that team kind of motto keeps going because we got a lot of big guys on last year of their contract yeah well let's keep let's keep moving forward again bud cannibalist says fournette looks good in number 28 and let's go on to the next big news that happened who's the last guy on our practice squad buccaneers quarterback josh rosen uh he was a top 10 pick from the cardinals about two years back, he's been on the Cardinals for one year, Dolphins one year, gets cut. Now he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Give me your opinions. And also, yes, Byron Leftwich was his QB coach and eventual offensive coordinator. But this story kind of says it all. I mean, his money is already guaranteed till 2021. He came here because he wanted stability and to learn under someone he probably has already learned under. Hopefully Leftwich made a big influence on him, and that's why he wanted to come here. Again, and some knocks on him are, oh, he, he asked too many questions of why. He doesn't just listen and just do it. I would rather my quarterback ask questions of why to understand the offense better. And maybe he's one of these guys that needs to sit back and learn it all first. You can't just throw him into the – I mean, what if Winston had like two or three years to learn? Maybe he yeah. wouldn't be making these bonehead plays. But what's right. your first opinion on that? Yeah, I mean, it's something that we discussed, you know, right when he was cut, you know, we saw the connection. I think this is a guy that we've been talking about, you know, behind the scenes as being a potential option to to come to this football team because you do have, you know, that that relationship with Byron Leftwich and, and Josh Rosen um, already established, you know, because they work together in Arizona. Um, and that's where, you know, Byron got his experience as an offensive coordinator. Um, and then you add, you know, Tom Brady being here and you add in Bruce Arians. And I think it's a really good fit. And I think he understood that. And that's why he said, you know what, I'll go on the practice squad because right now my career is not going the way I want it to. And I need to find a way to, you know, reshape or reform my, my play right now because it's just not working out. And, and you could say, yeah, he's been in bad situations and rightfully so. But I like that he's taken accountability and understanding that, you know, I need to take a step back to take two steps forward. And, you know, that's a good sign. And it shows that he wants it. You know, he wants to be great. And, uh, you know, you got to be excited about that. And I think it comes into a really good opportunity here with with the Buccaneers. Oh, probably the best opportunity right now. I mean, you're yeah. learning under possibly the best quarterback in Tom Brady. 
you're under a familiar face of Byron Leftwich, and who's to say in like a couple of years if Byron Leftwich just takes over at head coach? Because hopefully right. BA gets the ring he's been wanting. BA is not getting any younger. Health concerns. Right. I mean, with a season like this of COVID nineteen, let, let's see. So you don't really know. So he could be your eventual coach. So you would want the QB coach or offensive coordinator you've actually worked with to like you. He's your guy kind of thing. And that's another thing with the Cardinals. Obviously, he wouldn't make it because the head coach got fired mm. and new coach comes in. You're not going to put your claim to fame on a fill-in guy that you didn't draft. Kyler Murray right. comes in for Cliff Kingsbury, who is that type of offensive system, right? Mm. They trade him to... Uh, the Dolphins, new head coach. Hell, I don't yeah. want you tank for Tua. So mm-hmm. it, it is bad situations. You can see both situations. I mean, he did make bad decisions, which we're going to go over really quick. We'll do the full film study later in the week. But I saw Red. He had seven different offensive coordinators the past seven years. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's lot including college and NFL. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, but, and, and you you talk about a guy that you know wants to know why, and uh, you know he wants to perfect the offensive system. So that's why I think it's yeah, I think he's understanding that it would be good to to sit and really have an opportunity to stay with the team for you know like you said two to three years and really get down the offense and know where he needs to go with the football because he's not a guy that's going to create you know with his feet or or do those kind of things because that's just not his style. Yeah. You know he's a He's a pocket passer, um, and he needs to be able to read defenses quickly, and that's something that he's got to work on. And, you know, as we get to the tape here, you're going to see that his processing is just not up to par um, where it needs to be. And that could be because he doesn't know the set offensive system. And, you know, plus, like you said, seven offensive coordinators in a short period of time, that's that's pretty insane. So, Yeah, let's actually jump into it, guys. So, if you like this type of stuff, I know you guys have been watching our videos, but hit the like button right now. Just give us a like if you want to see more stuff like this live too, because this is something cool we're going to try and bring even during the season. But give us that like if you haven't just yet, but let's break into it. So let's check out Josh Rosen a little bit. So Josh Rosen, obviously the quarterback. So guys, you shouldn't be able to, to miss him now. So checking out some of the good plays. We're only going to show about two good plays since we don't want to make this the whole show. But... Breaking his play down, some of the good. You saw a lot of him under pressure. Both ends look like they're winning here. Both coming in, destroying the pocket. Even DeForest Buckner's getting the inside, so there's not much space for him to make play. Step up, break through DeForest Buckner's sack. Loft this bad boy to what? Space? I don't know what the heck the safety's doing, but we keep going through the play. Deep ball, throw it up for Larry, who's a hell of a wide receiver in him, himself. What do you like about that play? Yeah, and this is something that he's shown, at least from the tape I've seen. Like his ability in the pocket is pretty good as far as movement skills and and being able to you know avoid defenders. So I like that. I like that his head is staying up as as well as he's moving you know through traffic here, and there's a lot of traffic around him. Yeah. So he keeps his head up, and I like that he sees space there. And like you said, I mean, he throws it to space. He knows he's got Larry who can win that one on one matchup. So that's a really nice play. And that's something where you can see the potential. Uh, it's just got to be harnessed. Yeah, this is about 10, 20, 30 yard throw on the move. That's not bad. 
That's really good. And then now you're going to see tremendous arm strength, just letting it run through another play action fake, launching this bad boy 60 yards. This is about 20 to 20. Christian Kirk gets it, gets in the end zone. I mean, just overall arm talent, he has it. It's pretty much the problem we had with Jameis Winston diagnosing what the defense is doing. But this is a first-year player. This is with him with the Cardinals. But it just shows he can run the offense Byron Leftwich likes to run, which is push the ball deep. And, I mean, I expect this from a rookie. I don't expect this from a fifth-year pro in Jameis Winston. But what do you like about this play? Yeah, this is like, I mean, you get the – you know, nice play action fake. Uh, you got good footwork here in the pocket. You got a nice clean pocket as well. Um, and his ability to see this, that he's going to have his man downfield running past the safety and he throws it to space again, which is really nice to see and leads the receiver in stride. And that's a really nice executed play. I mean, it's, it's simple. I mean, the safety just, I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's driving down sideline when this guy is going straight. I don't, I don't know, but Again, take advantage of a guy misplaying the ball and touchdown. That's what you want to see, making football easy. But let's keep going on. Now let's go on to the bad. And I guess there was a lot of bad for a bad team, but this is something you got to be able to see. This is what we saw a lot from Jameis, just not seeing defenders. So, I mean, this linebacker here, he looks like he's going to come in in a blitz, but really he's going to fade back and be in his zone. He just doesn't see him. Like, he pretty much, when you let the run play, he only sees this one guy. This guy's going to come behind him and sit in the zone. This guy's just going to pick it off and run. But, I mean, you think with maturation, learning schemes, learning systems, how the defense is going to beat him, he'll get better. But, I mean, that's throwing right to the guy. What do you think? Yeah, he's just trying trying to hit a spot there. Again, he doesn't see, like you said, he doesn't see the – the linebacker dropping back into his own coverage. He expects that guy to come in on the blitz. He thinks he's going to have an easy throw. And yeah, it's, it's, unless you time this perfectly, like he, the ball's already out before, you know, that's a hard play to, to complete. So yeah, easy pick for the defender. You'd maybe like to see Josh maybe just check it down there to either the running back or maybe throw it out to the flat here, you know, Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, but again, it, this is him as a rookie, correct? So, yeah. I mean, that's to be expected. I got another interception here. Just what he's reading. I mean, he's going to go Larry Fitzgerald again. It's just watching the defenders. The defenders are just baiting him. Like, he's thinking Larry's one-on-one with this guy here. And, okay, he's going to cut across. It's going to be wide open. This guy's just baiting him and picks off the ball. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, they, they just run a simple looks like it's a uh, a matchup cover like robber play basically that safety just coming down into a spot and he's basically reading the play in front of him so he's watching the quarterback as well he sees where that ball is going yeah it's an easy pick yeah well i mean these are things hopefully sitting the bench learning how defenses are attacking him as an offensive player he's going to ask those questions of why and he'll get the answers from brady from leftwich from arians from tom moore and he's got nothing but guys to ask questions from. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you did, if you and you still haven't done it yet, hit that like button. But this is the kind of stuff we do our normal film studies. Brought it live. Hope you liked it. Mm-hmm. Raymond absolutely agrees. Thank you. And, and it's you're not asking him to be a starter. And some guys think 
oh, it's trash. What a waste of a slot. I mean, was, is he better than Reed Sinnott? Probably, because he was drafted yeah. higher. He was drafted 10th overall as opposed to mm-hmm. undrafted. And I wouldn't yeah. mind taking a, a flyer off of potential. Yeah, and I, I think that's the beauty of these two transactions that we discussed. You know, Leonard Fournette and Josh Rosen, you know, two former top 10 picks, you know, one fourth overall, one 10th overall, and you get them for a combined of, you know, less than $3 million. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's great value. And it's also, you know, low risk, high reward, um, because if they don't work out, you can just, you know, let them go and they can go on their way. So that's the beauty of it. I think that's what makes it really enticing because they have an opportunity, um, to really, you know, have a good foundation built here for themselves and really uh, become key contributors. I agree. And again, it's all based off of potential. We're not expecting anything from them. I just think from a perspective of looking towards the future, that's light being a smart general manager. That's opportunistic. That's everything positive. I was saying, holy crap, 2020s, for some reason, going every Tampa sports team's way. It's crazy. (laughs) It's true. And yeah. speaking of, lightning are up two to one. Oh, uh, Bud Cannibalist said he thinks he's dead weight everywhere he's been. Again, it's he's been okay, I don't want to make excuses, but you got to. It's how many systems have he, has he been in? He can't learn it fully. He can't get comfortable with the players around him. And some of that may be excuses. It was excuses for year one and year two. Year five, it's different. So let's see if he can sit the bench for two years and then start. Is year five, and let's see what he looks like. But well, let me get a couple more questions in here. Uh, Robert Green always like his takes. Uh, his release was all due to the GM wanting better for him. Him coming to Tampa is just smart business. There's nothing staying. Uh, just just more stuff about angered birds in Miami online. O line was pretty horrible. I agree with that. Buck the yeah. world. They were terrible. And the two yeah. clips we showed, they were terrible. Uh, and then Robert Green said, "To be fair, he was a clown in the draft. He doesn't do anything in, in, in anything spectacular fashion, and that's why he's not broken through. Hmm. And that's true. He's not Deshaun Watson. He's not Carson Wentz. He's not. He can't do things on the fly. But I mean, Tom Brady can't do that. He's just more precision, reads you, and beats you. That's all it is. Hmm. I mean, Drew Brees doesn't really anything spectacular. He just." executes perfectly and that's the kind of guy Rosen's going to have to do but again let him mature let's see what happens and no one's expecting anything so with that said let's jump into (laughs) our expectations of what this season's supposed to look like and Mm -hmm. that is with our depth chart let's jump over to it did you see anything different or surprise I guess first receiver second receiver or anywhere on the roster what did you think no, I mean, as far as the, the you know, the initial 53, I'm, I'm very, you know, pleased with it. I think, you know, the cuts kind of went as expected. Um, nothing really surprised me as far as the cuts. I mean, you could maybe say, um, you know, the Matt Gay cut was kind of a surprise. But again, I, I kind of saw kind of saw it coming. I mean, with Ryan Suckup being the veteran that he is, I think that's a good move. And, you know, obviously. Gene um, Mickens, returner. Yeah, I like Jaden Mickens as as the punt and kickoff returner. I think that's nice. I think he's got experience back there, which is good. So hopefully he can, you know, add some juice there. Um, as far as the defense, uh, you know, the one surprise is the Antoine Winfield, but 
that was expected as well, but maybe not week one. You know, we expected him to become the starter. Mm-hmm. But for him to start week one, I think that's very impressive of not only showing, you know, Antoine Winfield is he's highly regarded, you know, among the staff. And and that's that's really nice to see that he is, you know, showing out and he's ready to go. So I, I like yeah. that. I like that you have, um, you know, back to the offense. You know, I think the offensive line, you know, Tristan Worse looks ready. So that's nice to see. Um, I, I'm hoping they use the two tight end sets. I know that's their base offense, but I hope they use it more than they did last year. Uh, so hoping for that. But yeah, nothing really too surprising as far as the offense. Leonard Fournette is right where he needs to be. <laughs> what, number three? As, yeah, as far as the third spot. I think okay. that's expected. Um, other than that, yeah, everything looks good. I expected Tyler Johnson to be, you know, kind of at the bottom there because he hasn't, he hasn't practiced that much. So um yeah, nothing really uh, surprising there. Yeah, and guys, don't worry about whose slot. It'll it'll come to fruition when it comes. I think it's going to be more mismatches in the slot. If they run mm-hmm. a big receiver out, a big tight end out there, they're looking to beat a smaller guy. If it's more a slower guy, slower defender, like a linebacker, throw Scotty out there and burn him. But, I mean, we can just do so many different things with our offense. That's the scary mm-hmm. part. And, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny seeing Fournette there. Everyone wants him to be number one, but let's right. let them battle it out and whoever's the hot hand, pretty much. And yeah, the defense, yeah, same thing. I like this. Quentin Bell made the roster. He wasn't even on the team to begin the season last year, and now he's number four on our outside linebacker rushing, Ed Rushers. I mean, we, no one's mm-hmm. seen anything of him because he hasn't played a preseason game with us. But actually, he had made such a huge influence that he beat out Cousin Daniels. He beat... Right. Cam Gill made it too. So, I mean, that's another guy from last year that was here. Cam Gill beat him out. He's a, a rookie. So, Bill, former wide receiver guys, if you haven't looked him up just yet, freak. Just freak athlete. He's going to have speed. Does he have any pass rushing moves? Hell if I know. I don't think anyone knows. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, I think it's just steady as we go, stay healthy, and we are loaded in a lot of spots. Yeah, I, I like it. You know, you look at, you know, like Khalil Davis, you know, backing up at Dominican Sue. I like that because, you know, Khalil is going to offer that, you know, pass rushing ability. Um, so they'll probably, you'll probably see him come in on third downs at times, um, which is nice. And then, like you said, Quinn Bell and, and Cam Gill, I think those guys, I think it'll be interesting to see if they both dress on, you know, Sunday because the active uh, roster is now 48 as far as you can dress 48 guys instead of 46. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, how that number game plays out and, you know, who's dressed, who's not. Um, but the roster looks strong. I mean, when I'm looking at it, I don't see an obvious weakness where I go, oh, shit, you know. <laughs> this, <laughs> like the Ben knock hole or, or safeties yeah. from years past. Right. You know, it looks like a more complete team. Or Leonard Johnson um, out there. <laughs> right. Jay Stewart right. out there. Yeah. So it looks more complete top to bottom. You know, I'm – you know, and Parnell Motley, I'm really happy about him making it. Um, so I hope he can oh, yeah. contribute. And, you know, obviously have Ryan Smith as, as your special teams ace guy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited uh, to, to see what this roster can do. It's, it's probably one of the best rosters we've had in a long time. And I'm going to gloat about this. We were on Parnell Motley the second we signed him. We're like, holy, sh- this guy's making it. This, mm-hmm. we, if you see our film study on it, 
we say it so many times that people in the comments are like, oh, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't get drafted because we said it that yeah. many times. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember uh, bringing that name and I was like, Mark, we got to do a film study on this guy mm-hmm. because he, he's legit. Like, he shut down some of the top receivers in college last year. And, I mean, all he did was make plays in training camp. So I'm really excited to see if he does get opportunities on the field and on the defense, you know, at times. So it'll be interesting to see if he plays over a said Ryan Smith or, you know, how he does on special teams, obviously is going to be his big factor first. Yeah. So a couple questions in the group chat over here. Coven, Coven, man said we could use an upgrade at punt returner and Raymond kind of helped us out saying we got a new one. Yeah. Our punt returner, kick returner is Jaden Mickens. Again, mm-hmm. he had a couple spurts or stints with the Bucks last year. He's a wide receiver out of Washington, a little shifty type of dude. I would say more quick than fast, but it fits a punt return, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd rather him be there than Scotty Miller getting hurt. Well, let's see. We still don't know what he can do either because no preseason, no practice yeah. times. The coaches know. We don't know. But mm-hmm. hopefully that is an upgrade. I mean, we don't know. And then there's another question. Evans on the pup list. Yeah, they're wondering about Evans. He's out for the first six weeks, and then we yeah. have to make a decision after that. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, come on, guy. Like, I'm hoping that's a good sign. Yeah. That they're saying he's just going to be out six weeks. Other than that, no one really knows what the hell's going on. I saw in one of their videos the Casey Phillips and Scott Smith. I said mm-hmm. it right this time. Yeah. I keep calling him Mike Smith. That he, <laughs> he was there without a boot, walking around. He just, he just dresses in his normal clothes. He's not really practicing or doing anything. So I don't, I don't know what it is, really. But he looks like he's walking yeah. around fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with Evans, you just hope for the best. I mean, if he comes back, then that's just an added bonus, and you get a really nice player. Yeah, that's a nice cup. But, uh, <laughs> but if um, I mean, if he doesn't, then you know, you look at the safety group that you have right now. I think you're pretty confident with that one. You know, obviously, that's why they drafted Antoine Winfield to be that playmaking safety that they're looking for. You got Jordan Whitehead, who I think is going to be outstanding uh, this season, and then. You know, Mike Edwards is going to be Mike Edwards and just continue to make plays on, on the football. Absolutely. Yeah, and guys... And don't, and don't forget about Andrew Adams. I mean, he's still yeah. a good player. Absolutely. I mean, he's he keeps making the damn team. <laughs> right. <laughs> way, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but let's see, any other questions? Lightning are up 3-1. to one. Jeez. All right. And Jack they switched their goalie. The Islanders switched their goalie. Jeez. Wow. wow. And then... Because it's, uh, it's the first period still? Yeah. Okay, Supposedly. that's all. That's uh, but and then Buck the World said, "Kind of glad the Aints didn't get Clowney." So yeah, I mean that's uh, I don't I didn't think that was going to happen. I'm glad he went to the Titans too, but uh, I think that's a better fit for him defensively. And uh, yeah, I mean that's end of that. So <laughs> oh, here's a Bucks later one. Is there a chance we go for Earl Thomas or Clay Matthews? No, one of those. Earl Thomas, I don't think so. Clay Matthews may be a possibility, but I think that would have happened already if it was going to happen. Yeah. Again, that's one area we don't know because Quentin Bell and Cam Gill as your fourth guy, maybe if they don't show anything the first couple of weeks and we, we don't have an edge rush or maybe one of our guys yeah. goes down, hopefully right. not, then we do. But right now, our starting two are nasty. Anthony Nelson... Hopefully they can make a next step, but run with what you're brought right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, 
Some people talking about the story about the Saints, what they were willing to do to get Clowney just screams desperate. I have a point about this. So if they were going to pay Clowney this much money, what do you think Alvin Kamara would have thought? He'd be like, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm sitting out because I want money. And they're going to give some other defensive end that hasn't been here, proven anything to you guys. You're going to give him some $16, $17 million? <laughs> I would have yeah. seen that as a slap to the face, but that's yeah, just me. Probably. I mean, yeah, I mean, Kamara spoke today and he's like, he, you know, he didn't even want to talk contract. He's like, I'm focused on Tampa Bay. So, you know, yeah, that would have been, uh, that would have been interesting, you know, but they, they can't do what they were trying to do. So too bad. All right. Well, speaking of, so let's look at the Saints roster. Let's, let's move forward to, Mm-hmm. Our actual game one, week one preview, what to expect, and where to attack. And I'll let you look at their roster first, mm-hmm. and we'll go from there. So, okay. New Orleans Saints depth chart. We know the same old characters, Kamaro, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas. They add Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver. Everywhere else is pretty much the same. What do you offensively, what do you got to do to stop them, and where's their weakness? Well, weaknesses, they don't really have any. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty, they're a strong team. You know, offensive line is probably one of the best in the NFL. Um, they added Cesar uh, Ruiz uh, through yeah. the draft. So, I mean, he's a he's a pretty good offensive lineman. So they're going to put him at right guard. You still have Eric McCoy, Andres Pete as your interior. And then the tackles are just ridiculously good. Uh, Teron Armstead is probably one of the best tackles in the game. And then Ramtrek on the other side is like one of the best right tackles. So it's a hell of a name too. Yeah. I mean, he's just born to play offensive line, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, they're really tough uh, offensively. The only way to really shut them down. Oh wait, I've truly messed up. And they also added Jameis Winston. Forgive me. That's someone in the chat. Says, also, I mean, yeah. Winston. Yeah. I right. mean, so they added more depth. Um yeah, so I mean, adding Emmanuel Sanders is, is a big addition because that gives, you know, Drew Brees another option to attack defenses, which is not what you're looking for, <laughs> you know, when you're going up against them. But uh, yeah, they're really tough. Uh, they're they got a stout team across the board, especially offensively. And Drew Brees, I know he's 41 years old, but guy can uh, still make things happen. So really, the only way to attack them. Uh, first of all, you got to shut down the running game. You can't let them run the football. If they do run the football, then they're just that much more dangerous. So you got to shut that down and you got to get interior pressure in Drew Brees' face. So you have to come up the middle and get him quickly because he can move around if you attack the edges. So Vita Vea and Dominican Sue, they got to have their A games. They got to be able to get that quick pressure up front in the middle of that uh, pocket and really push Drew Brees off his spot, make him go left or right so your your bookends can get those easy sacks that's something that we have to do and so it'll be up to you know vita vea and dominican sue uh, levante david devin white yeah. those guys have to penetrate and, and get into the backfield that's going to be very important yeah and that's that's the biggest thing you just mentioned right there our interior is not just the defensive lineman it's devin white and levante david hitting mm-hmm. those a gaps and that's what todd bulls is off or offense defense truly does best which is shoot those A-gaps, forcing everything to the middle so the outside edge rushers have an easier job. That's probably why we don't really spend that much on the outside and their interior mm-hmm. means that much because so many people want a Clay Matthews or go after a Clowney or it's a big name when really 
You don't need that big name. You just need the big men in the middle to stop the run, first of all. And then secondly, occupy offensive linemen so that linebackers, safeties, corner mm-hmm. blitzes can start happening a lot easier. But, I mean, yeah, I think I, I agree with you. Stop that run first. Big thing is just Kamara. I think Kamara, don't let him beat you. Once he catches it, bring him down. Don't let him make you miss because that's where it's going to start hurting. And then Michael Thomas, he's going to get his. I mean, they were going to find ways to move him him around. They never just keep him one spot. It's just limit the damage. Like you just said, it's kind of hard to find a weakness on this offense. Limit the damage you're going to give. I know our defense is good. Hopefully they're better. I mean, it's still... They're no slouch. I know people are saying that the Saints are scared. I, I don't know. It's like saying Tom Brady's scared. I don't think <laughs> Drew Brees is scared. I think he's more, I'm going to execute my my plan and mm-hmm. find mismatches. That's what they're Yeah, doing. I mean, you you got to find a way to just contain, you know, Drew Brees in that offense. you got to find a way to get turnovers. Turnovers is going to be a huge uh, key in this game. So you got to find a way to, you know, create Drew Brees to make mistakes. If you can do that, or, you know, hold him to three points. You know, that's where you can win. Um, I agree with you as far as stopping Kamara. That's going to be critical. Uh, you got to find a way to contain him and not make him or don't allow him to, you know, get loose in the passing game as well because they use him in those, you know, quick passes, screen game, uh, you know, cut over the middle, you know, easy passes, easy dump off. So, yeah, you got to keep eyes on him at all times. And then same thing with Michael Thomas. I agree that he's going to get his probably yards and catches. So you just got to limit that damage like you were talking about. Yeah. And so a couple people in the chat, Jordan Durr's back in the chat and Wash, someone who's first time here in YouTube said he used to listen to us on our podcast. He says, we both don't look like he imagined. So I don't know what we looked like. <laughs> uh, he said, blonde, me or Pless? That's the question. Damn. What? What's going on? He said that we don't look like how we sound, I guess. Some people say I sound uh, like a southern draw, and I'm a Hispanic. <laughs> so, oh, me, damn. I look blonde, or sound blonde. Okay, cool. I, I can. I guess I got to hide the face more. Damn. It's the tank top. Oh, hey, giving off that true. California vibe. Ah. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Raymond said plus is definitely the blonde. <laughs> Uh, but let's keep going on. Uh, Buck the world said Devin White is going to keep a good eye on Kamara like he did last year, and that's another thing. Yeah, he can imagine Devin White taking the next step up. That'd be in freaking insane. And you hope to get turnovers, yeah. sacks, yeah, and hands on balls. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You got to do that. So, yeah, Devin White's got to take that next step forward, and that's what we're hoping for. And hopefully, he can be better in coverage versus Kamara, and really, you know, stop him, you know, and just shut him down. That's what we want to see, but. Yeah, I think main thing is tackling is going to be very important, especially against this offense. You can't let them get those extra yards because that's where they they beat you over and over again because they throw it short and then they make a guy miss and then, you know, they get a first down because of it. And then your offense is just sitting there for a period of time, and that's really what hurts you. Yeah. So, I mean, really, to me, attack the the rookie guard, Cesar Mm -hmm. Ruiz. And you got to make him prove it to be in this league. So I would attack that good thing we have. A gap blitzers. And this is a good question. Because now it's going to go the Saints mm-hmm. defense looking at our offense. Rick H. Oh, Alex Fox says, How do you think the Bucks will help out Tristan Worse versus K 
Cam Jordan. And that's going into the Saints defense. Cameron Jordan, everyone's going to see biggest name of all. Marcus Davenport on the outside, a lot of people think he's going to be taking the next step this year. He's more of a bull rusher in my opinion. Let's see if he can add some more speed stuff. But again, not many holes. Not many holes at all. But with our loaded offense, I'm thinking more attack these linebackers. Big time. Or Janoris Jenkins, small guy with Godwin and Mike Evans. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you thinking? Where do you think we attack? And how do we help? First, how do we help out Tristan Wirfs? Yeah, Tristan, I think, uh, yeah, definitely you can help him out with, uh, you know, running back back there, or you can use, uh, you know, one of your tight ends, whether it be Auclair or O.J. Howard or even Gronkowski at times. So, yeah, they can help him in, in certain ways to, to, you know, minimize Cameron Jordan. And that's not an easy feat to do because Cameron is is really good player. Uh, but they, you know, they move Cameron around. They're going to match him up against Donovan Smith. They're going to match him up against Tristan. So I think we'll be okay there. You know, protection is going to be very important because that's where we struggled against the Saints over the last couple of years. And they really just had our, you know, had their way with us as far as pushing us around and pushing us back. So we got to be more stout up front. Um, but looking at their defense, I mean, like you said, there's really no weaknesses. They're very strong um, across the front four. Uh, the guy that worries me is 93. That's our backup. Oh, Owen, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> Owen Mata. But Mata. He, Sounds good. Yeah, he always, you know, tends to have good games against us. So got to find a way to neutralize him. You know, obviously Sheldon Rankins, and then you got Malcolm Brown. So got a strong front seven. Uh, Demario Davis is always the guy that, yeah. you know, gets in the backfield. So you got to find a way to you know, either run away from him or take him out of the game. But I agree with you as far as attacking them in the passing game. I think you do need to attack their linebackers. Uh, I think Janoris Jenkins should be an ar- obvious target because I think, you know, said Mike Evans had his way against him last year when he was with the Giants. So I think if you can get that matchup, I think that's the way to go uh, and attack him yeah. uh, that way. Um, obviously, you'd like to see our offense be able to run the football. Um, that's going to be tough, though, because I think they were second in run defense, you know, versus us as being first. So we got a stout run defense, so it's going to be tough. Um, but, yeah, I think you just got to find the matchups, you know, to utilize and, and take advantage of. And obviously the linebackers, I think you can make things happen if you can keep them in their base defense. And that's why I'm hoping we run, you know, 12 personnel, which is the the two tight end sets and, and take advantage of those linebackers and coverage and, and just pick them apart, you know, take your first downs and, you know, get in the red zone and then, you know, get touchdowns. Because believe it or not, OJ was open a lot. That's our Twitter question we had today was, Oh, who do, who gets Mm -hmm. open a lot? A lot of people get open a lot. It's just, Mm -hmm. they were either weren't seen or weren't targeted. It's OJ gets underneath and just turns around. He's open. The thing is, if it's held so too long, we're looking deep, and then, oh, let me just go to OJ now. Then he gets knocked on his ass from behind, mm-hmm. and the ball pops in the air. So he is open a lot. Cam Brate's going to be open a lot. Again, another reason why I say attack these damn linebackers, especially if we get Rojo and Fournette running that ball. And then mm-hmm. you start getting them to creep up, creep up, start to help out with the with the tight ends and running backs. Then, then you hit Janoris Jenkins over the top with, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. It's just so, so many variations of a deep attack that you can do. Keep giving the deep attack feeling and then dump it. And that's all Brady's done his whole career. And it's, you hope he can rinse and repeat the same damn thing here, but just in a different system with different verbiage, right? 
So my biggest thing, let's go over it again. Janoris Jenkins, please attack him. And early and often, these linebackers. Demario Davis is all over the place. These two. You see a mm-hmm. running back on one of these guys, attack it. Again, they're great against the run. Malcolm Brown, i got to give him his claim to fame. Monster in the middle. He's almost like Arvita Vea. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why they stopped the run. And I can't wait for the day Leonard Fournette runs right over him. If you, if you <laughs> saw our film study of him, he did it once. I hope he can do it again. But really, yeah, tight ends, tight ends, and tight ends. Let's do yeah. that. <laughs> Until later in the game, they're tired. Evans beat, beat you over the top. Yeah, I, I think that's what you got to do. You got to attack with the tight ends. And I think the running backs as well, get them involved. And if you can do that, because, you know, you know, the Saints over the years, they're used to, you know, playing against Jameis Winston. And they're used to, you know, him, you know, taking those deep shots and looking downfield and not really, you know, scanning the field and, and taking advantage of those opportunities, um, you know, in the shorter areas of the field where you can get, you know, yards and, and get first down. So, with Tom Brady now at the helm, I think that is going to be, you know, the game plan and, and really find a way to, you know, take advantage of those mismatches that will be available. You know, it's just being able to execute said game plan, yeah. um, you know, protect the football uh, and you know, hopefully we can find some good matchups and just continue to rinse and repeat and, and you know, help us win this game. Yeah. And guys, there's a lot of people in the chat and there's, not as many likes. So come on now. Help us out. Give a like down below. If you haven't subscribed, I know some guys have in the chat box already been saying it. Awesome. Glad to have you aboard. Let's keep this thing going. But mm-hmm. some people in the chat are saying move the sticks. Again, that's what Brady does best. You hope he can do that. But bring a little bit of BA's mentality of no risk it, no biscuit. Um, mm-hmm. Alex Fox says, I really hope Fournette gets some touches. He's a top five talent with a stacked box which is the only thing he experienced in Jacksonville. And that's something, yeah, with this, imagine. He's mm. not the number one target. He's not even the number two, three, or four. He's probably number five in some instances. If you're looking at our loaded team, you, can, he, you can't zone in on him. So how the hell mm. are you going to stop him? It's, it's a scary thing. It's just more I hope to see it come together come this Sunday. Yeah, and that's another way they could potentially attack the Saints defense. Maybe you do spread them out, and maybe you, you utilize a Scotty Miller against their nickel corner, whether that be, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson or or Patrick Williams, and maybe you go that way and, and try to, you know, find mismatches um, with that route, you know. So there's plenty of ways this team can attack, and that's what's good about this offense. And you look at the other side, the Saints can kind of do the same thing. So it's going to be a very, very good matchup, and I can't wait to see it on Sunday. I think we're in store for a really good game, and just hope the Bucks can find a way to pull out on top. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good one. It, I think it's going to be a good one. But a lot of people were saying, yeah, it gets, we got to get a sack on Breeze. we got to get pressure on him. We touched on that. And then Tom is asking if the Saints use Taysom Hill – on us, are we prepared for the matchup? He says he's watching Buck football his entire life, and that's giving him PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's an important thing to look out for. You know, I know they do like to use Taysom Hill as you know a package, and you know you're hoping he he does drop back to throw because at times he he doesn't throw very well. So you're hoping like he'll make a mistake if he's in there, and you know the main thing you got to watch for is just like the option plays that he runs with Kamara. So. Yeah, you got to be prepared for it. And I think this team will. 
Um, I think that shouldn't be an issue. And then Robert Green says Godwin in the slot. Pump the brakes on Scotty Miller. I think <laughs> I think he's really meaning if Godwin's on the outside, Evans on the outside. Mm. Scotty Miller in space. Yes, Godwin's our primary slot. It's more like he said when we spread them out, we mm. go four wide receivers wide or you go five wide. Like, right. I think is that what you meant? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, you take advantage of Scotty's speed on the outside yeah. and you know find ways or you create a mismatch with you know said evans or godwin in the slot so that's just something i was talking about or you use those tight ends you know that we have and you can use them you know out wide as well or hell even scotty and an end around they did it last year he had a big game mm-hmm. on that so it's it's gonna be fun to watch it's gonna be fun yeah, it's, yeah it should be and it's like i've been saying and you have the best decision maker with brady i'm not trying to say oh we're gonna go 16 and 0 i'm just saying there's a high probability we should be in every damn game. There's no, yeah. no, and someone was saying how many points are we going to average? I don't see it being a probability of, or out of the realm of possibility of us getting over 30 points a, a game at all. I think 28, we did it last year. We better do it this year with way mm-hmm. better players. It's just in a better quarterback, plain and simple. Do you think that? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the key is, you know, you know, Brady just getting that familiarity, you know, with his receivers and getting that timing down. Hopefully they're, you know, ready to go, you know, starting this Sunday and they can just start off, you know, with a bang. But, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I think the main thing is just protection. If we can keep Brady upright um, and let him operate how he wants to operate, I think we're in good business and we can average definitely, you know, 28 plus points per game because did it last year. Um, but again, that was with a playmaker at quarterback. You know, Tom is not that guy that is going to run around and, you know, make people miss. But at the same time, he's going to get the ball out quicker. So that's going to help your offense and set protection. So it should be good. Um, now we just got to see it in action and execute it. Yeah, I mean, and there's no fans, guys. There's no fans. But supposedly the, the crowd noise, pumped in crowd noise, is going to be more annoying. Mm. Uh, either way, I'm just ready for some damn football. I mean, Thursday's going to be fun. Sunday's going to be out of this damn world. I'm going to be screaming, probably lose my voice. <laughs> I hope you guys are ready. But uh, Wash in the chat said, defense not playing from behind is key. I 100% agree. Yeah, absolutely. You know, not starting the game with a turnover and then putting your defense in a bad spot. You know, too many times that happened last year and we were already starting, you know, behind the eight ball. You can't get your running game going. So hopefully that's different this year with, uh, you know, a better decision maker at the helm. Absolutely. And then also Raymond added, or starting from their own 30-yard line, like the defense starting. So, I mean, yeah, limit the turnovers. We've kind of beat a dead horse about this. That's what Brady does. He doesn't turn the ball over. He plays the odds of the probability of if he throws an interception, what are the odds we lose or win a game? I forgot who he was talking to about that. I don't know if it was OJ or Scotty Miller. But they're just saying how cerebral he is, saying if he messes up, their chances of winning just – shot down tremendously so with Winston three three interception games four interception games two pick six games I'm pretty sure our chances of winning dropped tremendously so mm-hmm. limit the turnovers hit the mismatches where they're going to be all over across the field and then when you see one keep doing it until they do something to fix it and that's something we've never done in years past and hopefully with a quarterback that knows how to do that it's done it time and time again we see it this year. Mm, yeah, oh, Bo Davis said, hit that like button. 
And now we got predictions. Bucks win 31-17. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Oh, Robert Green, a.k.a. Hater. He says, I was a hater when I said it over the last four seasons. You were a hater. You were just a genuine hater, though. That's what you are. I mean, that's what you... <laughs> Guys, if you don't know Robert Green, he, he says it how it is. I mean, he's always an active Bucks enthusiast. He just... Hell of a good question, too. Have a good good talk, too. Uh, one more thing. Alex Fox says, Winfield is going to be so good. He's a ball hawk. If he's anything like his advertised, it won't be any long balls and let our start, our strong seven work. Yeah. Uh, and then one more thing. Rob Hayden, how long until Fournette takes the field over? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think you'll see... You know, obviously increased touches as the season goes on, but I, I still believe in Rojo, and I think Rojo is going to have a big year um, because of said uh, less loaded boxes, like we talked about. Um, so I, I think there's going to be big opportunities for bigger runs, and that's something to be excited for. And hopefully, we see that this weekend, you know, against the Saints. And it's a good thing of you know, it's a good start to a nice running game for this team. Absolutely, and I mean. Three three plus turnovers losses last three three plus turnover losses last season and still lost by one possession. That's talking about Jameis Winston. But he's on the team we're facing, so let's move on from that. Hopefully right. this season kind of washes that bad taste of Winston mm-hmm. in everyone's mouth and we don't talk about it no more. <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, guys, enjoy the game. I mean, we've waited long enough. We've been through the ups and downs, like BA says the ebbs and flows of the off season, and this has been a weird, weird one. Uh, I, I'm just ready for some damn football. Oh. Yeah, same here. I mean, it's finally back, uh, guys. Be sure to keep the lookout for our uh, couple of film studies that we'll have coming out later this week. So we're excited about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this Sunday it, it's it's finally here. It's a big game, division game. So this is an opportunity to make a statement, and hopefully the Bucks can do so. And just going to, yeah, like Mark said, enjoy it because these games go so fast. So enjoy every one of them. Absolutely, guys. Well, with that said, hope you enjoyed the content, enjoyed the, the talk, the chat. All you guys are awesome. Thank you all for contributing like you always do. And with that said, we'll see.